Have you ever arrived at a place for an event, say a wedding reception or an anniversary party, and you were the first to arrive and no one else was there yet? It can be awkward. So you call someone who told you they were going to be there and you say, hey, are you coming? And they say, yeah, we're on our way. Uh, we have some things to do, but uh, we'll be there soon. Now, because you are there and they are on their way, does that mean that you are in the right place and they are in the wrong place? No, it just means that you are at different stages of the journey. You've arrived, they're on their way. Maybe this is a way for us to understand the relationships between the adherence of the world's religions. Here's something interesting. The same religions that dominated the world population 1,050 years ago are the same religions that dominate the world's population today. Hinduism, Buddhism, and the Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Now, think of the changes that have taken place in the past 1,000 years. Changes in transportation, communication, economics, government, you know, high-speed air travel, and satellite broadcasting, and capitalism and democracy were not even existent 500 years ago. And yet the adherents of these five religions make up 98 plus percent of the world's population tonight as we speak. What is it about these religions that have made them so constant, so vast, and stable throughout human history? There are many explanations, but perhaps one, and I would suggest to you the one most compelling explanation, is that each of these religions offers the promise of life continuing on after death, of everlasting life. Now, they do so in profoundly different ways. Hinduism and Buddhism teach reincarnation. When the body dies, the soul migrates or moves into another body, human or not. Now, both of these believe that the ultimate is to be free from this rebirth cycle 
and enter into paradise. The Abrahamic faiths, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, teach that our souls are immortal. While our bodies die and come to an end, our souls, roughly our personalities, live on and are destined to heaven or Hades, depending on God's merciful forgiveness. All five great religions of the world believe that what we do in this life determines our eternal destiny. But Christ alone has risen from death. Now, back to our arrival at the reception or the anniversary. Being a Christian is like the first to arrive at the party. The Catholic Church professes that she's arrived at the whole truth of God's plan for humanity while the other religions are on their way. This doesn't mean that we're in the right place and they're in the wrong place, only that we are at different stages of the journey to the fullness of the truth. Now today's readings, especially the gospel, assures us that death is not the end of living. In the promise of the resurrection, we have the hope of life continuing on after death. In the promise of the resurrection, we have not only the undoing of death, but the reintegration of the whole person, body and soul. In the language of the Bible, anastasis, to stand up again as a whole person. But in the gospel today, in the words of Jesus, we have even this better assertion that the risen can no longer <coughs> die. sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy, that by the pouring forth of your Spirit, the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I'm going to ask that 
all our veterans, those who have served in the armed forces, every branch, man and woman. If you'd remain standing and all the others please sit, and I would sit because I've not had both the privilege and enormous responsibility of serving in, in the armed forces. This weekend, we set aside to honor our veterans in an increasingly self-centered, self-focused culture. There is no greater single sign in our society than the sign of those who will risk their very lives for nothing more than their fellow citizens to defend not only the lives and the way of life of their nation, but the very honor of their country. And so it behooves those of us who stand in great awe of the measure of dedication which you and your fellow veterans have demonstrated to say to you a very hearty and profound thank you for your sacrifice. scripture for you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. On this Veterans Day weekend, as we contemplate the sacrifice of all who have served in our armed forces, we ask God's blessing upon each of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed, blessed weekend with family.